Welcome to the Digital From Day One podcast. Our aim is to build a bridge by creating content that will pique interest, spark conversations, and encourage further innovations that will ultimately build a more informed and prepared pipeline of learners headed for the 21st century workforce. Hi, my name is Brendan Dickerson, and joining me as always, Joel Nelson. Today, you'll be listening to our part two discussion about Honda's education and workforce development with the manager of talent acquisition at Honda North America, Scott McLemore. So let's talk a little bit more about Honda, uh, in particular, uh, your team, the Honda Talent and Acquisition yeah. Team. Um, if you can give us a little more about what you all do. I mean, you've, you've kind of sure. talked a lot about it, yeah. but you know, if you could just go a little bit into sure. the mission, uh, you know, and, and the fact that you, you're not just responsible for Central Ohio, but yeah. you know, the, the, um, the, the entire, um, United States, correct? And, yes. and then also just about the team, right? Uh, the team that you, uh, work with, um, and you know, what those individuals do, uh, as well as any partnerships and collaborations that you have. Again, you've talked a little bit about that already. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how is it that you get what you get done accomplished, um, especially when you have, you know, understand that you need these external partners and how you work with those external partners? Yeah. Uh, So, as I I mentioned earlier, um, I have a a recruiting team um, that uh, supports our primarily our manufacturing operations here in Ohio, Indiana, and then in the south. Uh, down in Alabama, Georgia, North and South Carolina. And um, what part of what my team does uh, is focus on those uh, student roles. So we have a team that focuses on uh, recruiting interns uh, and co-ops, both from two-year colleges and four-year colleges and universities for engineering, HR, business, IT, um, really all of our professional roles, including that equipment service technician role or industrial maintenance that I talked about, which is uh, very difficult for us to fill. Um, so um, our mission is to bring in diverse qualified talent um, uh, to uh, support our operations. And uh, we, we do that in a variety of ways with a variety of partnerships. Um, I I spoke a little bit about the community college uh, partnership earlier. So regionally, we partner with six community colleges um, and we really are um, working with them to have fill that pipeline of equipment service technicians. The equipment service technician is one that maintains and troubleshoots um, our robotics and automation manufacturing equipment for our production operations. requires a high skill level um, because of the technology. And um, they also have to have a broad understanding of um, equipment technology as they're interfacing and working with mechanical, hydraulic, pneumatic, electronic, and electrical pieces of equipment, including robotics. Um, So we we really have um, worked uh, closely with our community college partners to develop uh, some programs to bring those students in. Uh, Columbus State is one I think that is, is uh, well known in the area where we have a very effective partnership and, and a very um, uh, good program bringing in student technicians that actually work 
on the production floor for a year while they're continuing their education at Columbus State, getting their two-year engineering technology degree. And we're continuing to expand that across the, straight, the state uh, through some uh, of the work that's done in the sector partnership um, that Brendan mentioned earlier um, that I'm on through the Ohio Manufacturers Association. Um, we're also focusing on um, uh, diverse talent and partnering with uh, historically black colleges and universities uh, within the United States. And so recently we've partnered with the Thurgood Marshall College Fund and um, our effort there is, um, is really um, twofold. One is to encourage students uh, to attend those colleges and universities and we support those students through some scholarship funding uh, that we provide through uh, uh, TMCF, but also um, to provide uh, students with a co-op and internship opportunity. So we have um, uh, co-ops and interns uh, this summer uh, from HBCUs and are, are working closely uh, with them, providing them with mentors um, and making sure um, that uh, we're supporting them in understanding um, Honda's culture um, and, and uh, specifically in the areas that we have operations, um, these students may not be from those particular locations, Indiana or Ohio. Um, so um, we're really, really um, uh, encouraging uh, those uh, students and those, those student associates um, um, to work with uh, their mentors and, uh, and we wanna make them um, as successful as possible. We have a very robust uh, co-op and internship program overall, and my team manages that as well. We have over uh, 250 co-ops um, uh, a year that uh, we bring into our operations um, over um, different areas that we, that we have. So that's part of what my team does. Um, we uh, interface with those colleges and universities directly with their career services. Um, whether it's uh, the Ohio State University, which we have a very special partnership with um, in terms of research and, and co-op and capstone, um, as well as uh, Central State University, uh, where uh, we partner with them on their manufacturing uh, engineering technology program. Um, we're uh, really looking at uh, pipelines of talent uh, from those different organizations and leveraging um, the smaller organizations and groups that they have within that, that larger institution. Um, my team also is hiring experienced individuals. So we partner with different organizations in the area to find um, and uh, attract experienced talent. Uh, I mentioned again, the, the uh, Ohio Manufacturing Association and the Central Ohio Manufacturing Partnership. Um, we also leverage our colleges and universities um, to post positions of graduates that may be out um, working someplace or unemployed, looking for opportunities to bring them in as well. And my team also partners with our contract and placement agencies as well, because uh, we can't do it all ourselves. So we leverage agencies um, to help us for direct placement, as, as well as for those positions that we have that are uh, contract work. Um, in addition to those full-time positions. Um, so uh, my team is keeping busy. <laughs> Again, we're adjusting to um, our, you know, all of our, our uh, new reality given the pandemic 
and um, finding other ways, as I mentioned earlier, to reach candidates, to market ourselves. Um, we are currently uh, evolving our employment brand. I think a lot of people know about what Honda uh, does in terms of our products, but we're not as good as we'd like to be um, about who we are and what we do. Honda has a great philosophy, a great culture, but we're not always that great about selling ourselves and, and what those opportunities look like. So we have a special initiative going on um, to brand ourselves and make sure people understand what a great place uh, Honda is uh, to work in and, and work for. That's great. You know, and building, you know, an academic you know, pathway for manufacturing technicians, I think is, you know, crucial, you know, for our 21st century, you know, uh, students that are coming up. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me was, you know, the partnership with the you know, Worthington um, City Schools, yeah. uh, Columbus State, and also Miami University. I have to throw that in there because I am a alumnus of, you know, Miami. And I was wondering, you know, can yeah. you dive a little bit deeper into, you know, that, hot, that Honda pilot program? And also, um, maybe for some of our listeners, could you uh, explain, you know, some, some key takeaways or lessons learned? learned uh, from that uh, project. Yeah. So uh, we found several years ago that it was going to be important for us to be proactive about um, helping to create a pipeline of talent into Honda. Uh, it wasn't going to be sustainable for us just to develop, develop our uh, talent internally. And um, we knew that the, college, the colleges in the area weren't going to be able to do that by themselves. And there was this disconnect, um, I think, uh, you know, as, as, as we've talked about in the past, uh, between manufacturing, um, uh, in this case, a community college and a high school or career center that has the talent um, that's being skilled up. And so we partnered with uh, Columbus State Community College in an effort to improve that pipeline and offer a new pathway into manufacturing. And that pathway, again, is into our, uh, what we call our equipment service technician or industrial maintenance role. Um, we fill that position in four ways. One is experienced hires. Um, we uh, look at uh, our veteran uh, population and we have a, a, a special partnership where we identify veterans with those technical skills that can fill those roles internally with associates that have developed skills to be qualified for that role. And then lastly, uh, our community college partners, in this case, Columbus State. So Columbus State understood that many non-traditional students are in that pathway. And those non-traditional students have jobs already. So it's difficult for those students to then leave that job to take a 12-week internship with Honda to build on the skills and knowledge that they're learning in the classroom. So we came up with an alternate plan, an alternate strategy. We continue to offer that internship opportunity but Columbus State helped us build what they call the Modern Manufacturing uh, Work Study Program at Columbus State. And um, Worthington Schools uh, was that first partner that we engaged. Um, they had educators and an administration that was interested in joining us in this effort. And uh, we've been very successful with it since. So the way this works is we partner with Columbus State and Columbus State goes out and actively markets pathways, not just into Honda, but to other, several other manufacturers now in the region. The program has built, been built over the years to include about 30 different manufacturers in the region now. And what they do is they explain what the opportunity looks like. They have video 
and, um, and sometimes even individuals from Honda or a manufacturer go with them into these high schools and career centers to talk about this opportunity. Um, we, they hold, also hold um, an information night where they invite parents and students, over 200 uh, parents and students participate in this evening about the modern manufacturing work study program, learn about this pathway, and then learn about the low cost uh, opportunity that Columbus has for their education uh, in this, with this two-year degree. We also include uh, uh, information about how those graduates, once working at Honda, can get their four-year degree from Miami University, in this case, again, um, at a much lower cost than they would if they were uh, to simply um, attend a university uh, for four years um, for that same degree. And they can go to Columbus State and uh, finish that degree on Columbus State's campus, getting their My, uh, Miami uh, University uh, engineering technology degree. Um, and then what happens is those students work for us for a year. So the first, uh, the first year, they're taking classes at Columbus State. Um, they interview with us in the spring. Um, we select, identify and select those candidates to come in to work for Honda. They work three days a week at Honda, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, earning a salary um, of about, on average, $18 an hour um, while being student technicians, continuing their education Tuesdays and Thursdays at Columbus State until they complete their degree with the intention of hiring those students into Honda um, as full-time equipment service technicians at a, a salary roughly between $55,000 and $60,000 a year before overtime. So full benefits, um, a great salary. Um, they're working with the latest uh, automation and, and robotics technology um, and have a pathway to grow within our organization. Um, I mentioned that uh, four-year degree from Miami University. Um, Honda offers tuition reimbursement, so Honda will pay those associates to complete that degree um, if they decide to pursue it and complete it. Um, so it's a really uh, um, fantastic opportunity that not enough uh, uh, people know about in the region uh, that they can take advantage of. So we've been very successful uh, with um, what we call our conversion. We're at about 87% conversion um, for those students that were working for us as student technicians and then transitioning into full-time roles. Um, so we'll, we um, encourage parents and students to learn about this and uh, any way that we can promote it, uh, we can. Um, we have a shortage right now um, as we're uh, uh, talking in this podcast with equipment service technicians within our operations. So um, I really encourage people to, to learn more about that. And every manufacturing uh, operation has the same need, uh, whether it's a pharmaceutical company, medical device, um, automotive, um, they all have the same need for these technicians. And, and I think that's, you know, the interesting thing with that is um, for somebody like myself, right, you have the opportunity to not only get into a, a great company, but get into a great career and get an education and come away with it with zero debt, right? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and there's, yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, the 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 head start that is is you know unprecedented and 
And, and, and so if you can connect the dots with um, the, um, with equity and, and inclusion sure. opportunities, particularly, yeah. you know, with the work that is also being done with uh, Columbus City Schools um, and, and the, you know, the opportunities that, uh, that you see that students could potentially have coming from, you know, uh, schools like, you know, West High School that have kind of an engineering yeah. program in, in Northland yeah. and have some, you know, STEM and engineering programs and going into an opportunity like this, you know, and what that, what that impact could be for those students and, and their families, their communities, so on and so forth. Yeah, yes. So um, Honda has really been uh, working on this and Joel, as, as you know well, through the STEM Industry Council, um, also through connecting directly with uh, some of our high school partners in, in Columbus City. You mentioned West. Um, Northland is a high school that has a, um, a, a specific um, STEM program. Um, we have an engineer that has um, mentored out there for several years their uh, robotics team. And um, we've brought um, students in for tours. We've taken um, engineers out to meet with those students. Um, and we want to make sure that uh, we continue to encourage various pathways um, for uh, students within Columbus City School District um, to know what the possibilities are. I think uh, part of the challenge is Marysville feels like a million miles away uh, from Columbus. Um, and uh, students, unfortunately, and parents don't know um, that it lies, you know, right, right, out, right outside their backyard uh, in terms of how close it is. Um, I think the steps that need to be taken and need to be understood uh, to go from a student graduating high school or in high school to the careers that we, the career I just talked about um, requires Honda to lean in and work with educators at the community college level, at the high school level to continuously provide exposure to these students about not only what the careers are, but how do you get there? What are the steps that you, you need to take to set yourself up for success? And um, so this is why, you know, we, we really um, enjoy and uh, find an effective partnership in this case with Columbus State Community College and that we go in together um, with um, counselors, uh, those from um, uh, admissions and walk students through what that process looks like. I also think it's important for students to understand um, what uh, social and support services are available to them um, if they were to attend, uh, in this case, Columbus State or whatever, uh, you know, post-secondary uh, opportunity they may pursue. Uh, because the, I think those are, um, given, given the environment now and uh, the, the uh, um, continued understanding of inequity, uh, those, those programs continue to develop and um, we want to make sure that that's part of the conversation that we're, uh, that, that we're providing. Um, another opportunity that I think uh, is effective is our um, communication and partnership with Big Brothers and Big Sisters. 
So we recently uh, had a conversation with a coordination team from Central Ohio, Delaware, and Union County. And we are planning on including uh, those students in our manufacturing day. Um, and I know that those that are here in Central Ohio represent um, over 30 different uh, high schools and locations here in the Columbus area. And it's important for us to reach those students. And again, um, not just provide them with information, but make sure that they have the support that they need to take the steps um, that they want to take to be uh, successful in, in that journey um, of these great careers in manufacturing. So the conversations are um, evolving uh, with big brothers and big sisters, as well as other um, educators that have students that are coming from uh, low income uh, areas, um, those with uh, um, lack of access to uh, technology um, and, and technical uh, devices. And we, we wanna make sure that um, those opportunities are there for them and that we're doing what we need to do um, to make sure that they're successful as well. Uh, this is uh, very important to me personally, and I know that um, it's, it's important to Honda um, as a, a community partner, as well as um, our sustainability going forward from a workforce perspective. Um, we need everyone <laughs> uh, to make us successful, um, and not just a, 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 few, a few people. And can you go a little bit more to uh, the mobile lab that you all do um, uh, throughout, you know, the area? Um, yeah. That's kind of dear to my heart because you know, I work a lot with mobile design lab here at OSU. And then yeah. also some that, you know, was kind of was really interesting, you know, was uh, there's an article uh, by a young woman who went through uh, one of your programs and her guidance counselor actually kind of like steered her away from, you know, the yeah. manufacturing and engineering um, uh, career field. And actually, you know, she stated in the article where, you know, the guidance counselor stated, you know, maybe she'd be a math teacher or an art teacher. So it's like, how can we, you know, steer students you know, back into, you know, yeah. uh, this career field uh, for, and keep them engaged? Um, so to your point, they can, this can be, you know, more sustainable as well, too. Yeah. So um, regarding the mobile manufacturing labs, Honda has implemented a workforce de development initiative called EPIC, E-P-I-C, uh, which really is uh, intended to um, develop that workforce of the future and uh, really organize a strategy around everything we've been talking about. Uh, part of our engagement uh, is with uh, middle schools. And so we've been supportive of mobile manufacturing labs that have been um, procured in the area from several different uh, educational institutions. And so what we'll do is we'll partner with those educational institutions for various events and then leverage the technology in those mobile manufacturing labs to educate young people about uh, what manufacturing te technology looks and feels like. So, it might be a, a small uh, uh, CNC or compu computer numerical control uh, machining uh, uh, cell or um, uh, a, a welder. Uh, so they have um, now welding that can be done um, that are simulated welding um, instead of actually, you know, uh, with sparks flying and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe might be not quite as safe for a young person to do we can simulate and actually use the, the, the technology and device 
um, that you would use to weld and simulate that so a student can get the experience of what it's like to weld or what it's like to paint. Um, so a lot of simulations and, and, and um, different types of uh, automation are in those mobile manufacturing labs. And we wanna continue to leverage those for various events um, where uh, people you know, uh, might be. Um, so that, that's part of it. Um, we also are engaging high schools um, in uh, supporting um, hands-on manufacturing labs and learning. Um, and that's the uh, 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 passionate participation. The I stands for innovative instruction. And we talked a little bit about the community college where we're um, providing real work opportunities for those college students. And then lastly, we continuous commitment and that's Honda's commitment um, to continue to skill up and, and educate uh, you know, our, our workforce and uh, uh, continue to provide opportunities of learning. But um, so to your uh, second point around how, you know, engaging uh, educators and the, the young lady you talked about. So the young lady that you're mentioning uh, was uh, a Columbus State student um, that uh, had an opportunity to be, to work for Honda in that modern manufacturing work study program. Uh, and uh, she's now, um, I, I think, in an uh, engineering technology role. Uh, with one of our suppliers um, um, in, a, in a great career. Um, it's my understanding she's now in, moved into some uh, leadership role and opportunities. But um, the story that she told is really important and um, really actually moved me when I heard it. Uh, she, as she described in, 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 the, uh, in the podcast, struggled with getting a clear pathway options presented to her by her high school counselor. And I believe it was because not, not the, I don't think the counselor was um, ill in, had ill intentions, but I think um, because of the counselor's lack of knowledge around what opportunities exist, uh, um, caused her to only present what she knew. And as you mentioned, Brendan, you know, a math teacher was one option she provided because she really couldn't see this young lady as a, 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 an equipment service technician in a manufacturing operation, right? So that, that's the first thing. She just couldn't see it. And that might be because she doesn't even understand what that is. Secondly, she did not understand the pathways in which this, this young lady could uh, pursue to get to that career that she couldn't envision. So we've made an effort um, through our uh, partnerships, again, um, using the um, Ohio Manufacturing Sector Partnership as one example, to connect with educators um, and teach them, uh, counselors and others, about what these opportunities are. And I know that Columbus State, as an example, um, had an, an effort maybe two years ago where it was a road show and they brought educators to different operations to learn about um, the careers and the pathways. Um, I think we just need to continue to do more of that. Um, I think it needs to be also more than just the career counselors because um, not always are they the ones that are influencing students on what their career pathways are. We have to educate teachers um, on, on what these opportunities are and the pathways that uh, are there for students. It may not always be a four-year university 
uh, pathway. It may be a career center. It may be um, a community or technical college. So um, I think that's something that is at the top of our list to continue to do and to continue to focus on um, given all the challenges that educators um, have today. Um, I know it's, it's, it's tough to do. And that's why I think manufacturing and business really needs to step up and um, engage um, education and understand um, you know, what some of their constraints are and find effective ways to do that. You hit the nail on the head for me in terms of educating the educators, right? I mean, that's, that's the, that's, it, it's not even the first step, it's kind of the parallel step that needs to happen along with, you know, engaging the students. Um, because if you engage the students and then, um, but they're being discouraged, intentionally or unintentionally, then that's, that's a challenge. Uh, and, or if you're educating the educators, but the students aren't engaged, then, you know, you're, you're um, you know, scattering seed on, on uh, in right, yeah. soil, right? <laughs> you yeah, know? yes. Um, so, uh, so one of the things that I, I wanted to get your, you know, as we get ready to wrap up here, I wanted to get your, your feedback on, uh, it was in 2017, right? You got a chance to go and, and speak to Congress about some of the work yeah, that you all yes. are doing. Uh, and and your you know um, overview of that work and, and recommendations that you you all have um, and and one of the things that you focused in on in particular was uh, early engagement um, with with uh, with students um, and you know one of the things what I wanted to ask you uh, in particular in relation to that was uh, how do you see or do you see there being an opportunity for some of the work uh, that you all are doing uh, in the manufacturing area of Honda, uh, kind of infiltrating the uh, curriculum, right? So is there a way to kind of take real world applications down to um, the, across the spectrum of, of K-12? Uh, and, and see how, you know, whether it be project-based learning, whatever. I mean, there's different applications um, of that. I mean, one of the perfect examples to me is the, the exhibit you all have in COSAR, right? That's, you know, yeah. that's just a, yeah. It's, yeah. it's cool, it's all those yes. kind of things. Yeah. Um, and, but I know, you know, we've, you know, I've seen a number of students, just, they just like it just because it just, yeah. it's, it's it gives them a look at a car that they haven't seen, you know, seen in, you know, under the hood and how it's put together and all those kind of things. Um, how do you see there uh, being a way to kind of take that a step further and offer, for lack of a better word, a way for educators to implement the the stuff, the knowledge that Honda has into their curriculum in some form or fashion? Yeah. Yes. De definitely. Um, I think one example um, that's part of that EPIC initiative I mentioned earlier with uh, middle school student engagement. So E stands for enthusiastic engagement, if I didn't mention that earlier. So that, that's that part of the strategy. Um, we partnered with an organization here locally in Hilliard, Ohio called edheads.org. Edheads is a game developer um, for uh, STEM purposes to educate students about STEM opportunities. And they're various games that students can engage in, um, whether it's learning to be uh, a surgeon, um, whether it's, um, you know, 
learning to uh, design a device such as a cell phone, or in our case, we partnered with them to create their only manufacturing game. And so uh, this game is geared for fifth through seventh grade, I'll say, and it uh, allows a student to be um, a, a technician and role play and while learning about uh, technology, robotics, programmable logic controllers, what is manufacturing like? And they can hear it from different perspectives. So there are three characters in the game. Um, the, um, I'll say the main character um, is uh, a senior, uh, Jerome, who's the senior technician. He's, he greets the student and uh, provides them with everything they need to start their day. It's their first day on the job at Honda in, in, a, in our uh, engine facility. And then the student works through troubleshooting. Um, so that's one example, um, uh, I think, of what you're talking about, uh, of how we can provide tools for educators to use in a simple, effective way. Um, there are pre and post surveys and, and tests, if you will, for students um, at that website. And EdHeads does a fantastic job of focusing it on learning for the student. Um, I believe that we need, we being manufacturers, need to continue to focus more on providing those real world problems and applications, Joel, that you mentioned. And I know that there's an effort right now um, at the state level with um, the, uh, through organizations like Ohio TechNet, which is a consortium of uh, community college educators, um, businesses that are looking at cert uh, certificates, short-term certificates, credentials, and then infusing that into curriculum so that students can be prepared for manufacturing operations. I think the challenge comes in where at the secondary level, at the high school level, um, it's difficult for educators to, to get uh, real world examples. And um, I think we're not very good at supplying them. So I think the next step is to create what that might look like, whether it's simulated or whether it's, you know, um, real hands-on work. Uh, I think manufacturers need to, again, lean into that space and need to, and need to work on providing uh, their feeder schools and educators with those types of opportunities if we want to push down if you will, through post-secondary into secondary education, um, the skills and knowledge and ability for them to, to provide uh, and uh, learning to develop skills and knowledge around those competencies that we need. Um, not so difficult at the college level, much more difficult, I think, at the high school level uh, because of resources and things like that. But um, I don't think it's um, insurmountable, and I think it's necessary for us to really um, provide that to them. Um, we've had some experience with this at the Marysville Early College High School, um, a special partnership that we've had where that uh, school district received uh, funds from the state uh, about six years ago, and we worked closely with them in Columbus State to advise them on manufacturing equipment and learning that would prepare those students for uh, manufacturing. So they have some of the same equipment that we have in our operations um, uh, within that, that particular STEM school and students can learn about robotics, automation, manufacturing, hydraulics, um, taking 
college courses from Columbus State um, while getting these um, uh, uh, career tech hands-on learning opportunities. So I, I think we just need to find ways of doing more of that um, and exposing students to that, which includes, I think, um, IT technology and, and digital technology, because as I mentioned earlier, that's influencing manufacturing more and more every year. Uh, the term smart factory is one that is out there now where uh, uh, companies are developing factories that are moving towards um, understanding what's happening within the operations and through analytics, uh, correcting, um, correcting, correcting itself, if you will, as production uh, goes on. We need young people who understand how to do that, right? And that means, again, engaging with coding, programming, um, smartphone devices, connectivity, um, all of those types of things. So yeah, we, we need to do a better job of providing um, educators with well put together learning opportunities with, with their input for sure, right? What works, we're not, we're not professionals in education. So I think the, the need to work and to collaboratively is very important. And we have to find ways to do that. No, that's, that's great. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I remember seeing one of the, um, the things, I forget what it's called, but um, where you can see what the manufacturing line is. And so it's not a video. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, you know, showing and if there's something happens and it breaks down or whatever. And like, yeah, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that 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 technology. I think we shared that at. Uh, you might have seen that at one of the young men of color in STEM yeah. events at COSI. Um, so there's um, monitoring uh, software that's used to understand where breakdowns are happening. And then what we do is we use that information to uh, conduct analytics to know where to prevent those breakdowns from happening in the future. So yeah, it that that those types of things are the things that we need to get in the hands of K-12 students so that they can learn and understand the concepts behind that and even do some little troubleshooting themselves, right? I think that's, that's where you're going with it. Where, how can we develop a mini simulation or a mini uh, module around that kind of idea so that A, they learn about manufacturing and B, they learn about analytics and how to use data in a way that produces, again, a positive result or, a, or, or an improved outcome. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'll, yeah. I'll start working on that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're at home. You got some time. Yeah, you can, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put all that together. Right. Um, right. Well, again, I, I wanted to thank you uh, for, for coming on with us. Um, as we end here uh, with our, our, uh, our, our time, I wanted to give you an opportunity to, talk, uh, to just let people know how they can connect with with Honda, connect with what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, you have a number of partners, so I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, all our listeners, if you reach out to any of those partners, they can connect you, you know, um, via throughput, but are there specific ways they can connect um, as, you know, as educators, as, as students, what whatnot? Um, are they, you know, you talked about a manufacturing day that's coming up. If you can just kind of, you know, uh, give, give some connection points for our listeners. Absolutely, yeah, so, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy, given my role, to, to talk with um, anyone directly. They can email me. Um, so I, I, I can uh, provide my uh, email address. Um, and that is 
Um, it's S-C-O-T underscore M-C-L-E-M-O-R-E at H-N-A dot Honda dot com. So uh, Scott underscore Macklemore at H-N-A dot Honda dot com. I encourage uh, anyone that is interested in connecting um, to reach out to me. Um, also, I encourage uh, listeners to look into the Central Ohio Manufacturing Partnership or COMP. Um, they can find this and find us through the OMA or Ohio Manufacturers Association website. Uh, again, a consortium of manufacturers and educators um, to really work on solving this, this pipeline um, issue that we have with the lack of talent uh, and, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's extreme and, uh, we're, we're really coming together to, to work on that. So, um, and, uh, yeah, I encourage, um, those that are interested to contact me. I'd love to have discussions. Um, you know me, Joel, I'm interested in new partnerships and I'm trying to get programs that, that enhance, uh, what we're, we're trying to do. Um, especially, uh, again, for those, uh, uh, students, um, that uh, are, might be disadvantaged um, um, or not have uh, opportunities to understand these pathways uh, as, as easily or readily as, as some others. So um, we, want, we want to reach everybody um, and make sure that, uh, again, those opportunities are understood by everybody in, in all of our communities. Well, great. And, and again, we, we thank you for that. Thank you for willing to put your, yourself out there as a resource for people to, to, to connect with uh, for, for all of this. And, and, and thank you to, to Honda for being a good partner uh, for, for Central Ohio, for, uh, for the state of Ohio in getting uh, young people um, uh, interested and, and connected to opportunities in, in whatever pathway they, they decide to go into. Yeah. Uh, okay. so, um, we want to go ahead and end it there. Uh, again, yeah. thank you, Scott McLemore with, with, uh, with Honda, uh, and talent Ac D director of talent and acquisitions. Um, and, um, and we, uh, look forward to talking with you again. Thank you guys so much. I applaud your efforts and applaud the efforts of the Ohio State University in, in getting this information out there. We, we really appreciate it. And we, we appreciate the partnership. So thank you again. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Digital From Day One podcast. Make sure to visit our website at go.osu.edu forward slash digital day one. That's the number one where you can find out how to subscribe, more information about our guests and more information about our team. As always, we'd love to know what you think. Use the feedback form on the website or shoot us an email at digitalfromday1 at osu.edu. The one is actually spelled out here. Or simply give us a rating on iTunes. And we'd appreciate if you tell a friend about our little show here too. I'm Joel Nelson, along with Brendan Dickerson, and let's continue to make the connections to opportunities stronger. Until next time, everybody.